This is Female Focus with Audio Technica. Today we're welcoming Cece Clark onto the show, who's a beauty influencer with over 2 million Instagram followers, who's making a name for herself in the music industry now. So welcome, Cece. How are you today? Hey Alice, thank you for having me. I'm well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good, thank you. And I know you said earlier, this is your first ever podcast. I know, I feel totally honoured and I've been so excited and a little bit nervous about doing my first podcast, but you know, what a way to start it on on one with you. <laughs> I know, amazing. Oh no, don't be nervous. We'll be very kind to you, oh, don't worry. We only want to get oh, to know you a bit, you. so um, we'll, we'll make it nice and easy for you. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. Your first ever one. I thought you may have done a few before, maybe for the beauty stuff. Do you know what? The stars just haven't aligned. I've been asked to do a fair few and I have become addicted to listening to um podcasts mm-hmm. as well but I just haven't managed to actually get onto one until now so um yeah hopefully this will be the first of many I guess especially during these times as well <laughs> considering um I'm not seeing many people face to face these days <laughs> yeah absolutely so what um what are the podcasts you've been getting into and my sister's obsessed with these like murder ones which is a bit disturbing to be honest Oh my goodness. Um, I love the receipts podcast. Um, and I do like some crime ones, but actually I've been watching, um, YouTube videos where they talk about crime stories and do their makeup at the same time, (laughs) which is really quite good idea. I mean, I was even considering doing that myself because at least it gives someone a real good story to get into whilst watching them apply a full face of glam. It sounds very like strange, but, um, but yeah, so a bit of both really and um it's definitely enjoyable <laughs> yeah something different as well that um glam one with the murder one sounds a very interesting concept i suppose as well doesn't it a bit different <laughs> i know i know i'm always like looking out for different kind of trends and things that people are doing to keep it all interesting during these times <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so we can do really try and find things to occupy the minds and all that um I know. how um <laughs> oh we're really early in january though but how's this year been for you so far Oh my gosh. Yeah. The first, I feel like everyone is in the same boat the first couple of weeks of January though. It just feels a bit like it takes a while for the year to get started. And I think because last year we thought everything was going to change and 2021 was going to be some kind of magical life changing year that (laughs) we could suddenly see people again. And it just wasn't like that. It still isn't. And although there's light at the end of the tunnel, I feel like the first couple of weeks um, I fell into the the black hole of oh is it going to be the same as 2020 but then I turned it around and I feel like the past week or so I've been getting really excited and writing down my goals and kind of getting excited for when the summer comes and hopefully we can see people again getting excited for music and just getting into a good headspace really and I feel like with my following online and having such an amazing community it gives me that boost to help motivate other people which in turn motivates me and Mm -hmm. gives me a reason to get up and inspire other people Um, and it just gives me so much life so I got out of my rut Alice and I'm trying to boss it now. (laughs) (laughs) No you sound like you've definitely got the right attitude there I think Um, trying to think positive and like you said you've got such a following as well so we need someone like you to sort of keep us with our spirits out don't we? Oh, well, sometimes I do think, oh, don't look to me because I, I don't have my I don't have my shiz together today. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. But then 
telling people that also makes them feel like it's normal as well because if I just painted it like it was sunshine and rainbows and daisies every day it's just unrealistic so and especially I've gone into 2021 with a new little baby as well (laughs) I I gave birth in November and um, my little girl is now two months old and I tell you what each day is a challenge with everything going on as well as having a baby and if I pretended that that it was easy I think people get fed up with me pretty (laughs) pretty quickly so I think painting the reality as well as being a voice for like positivity um and trying to inspire others is definitely important to me but um yeah some days I'm like oh don't look at me I've definitely not got it together today (laughs) (laughs) um well congratulations about the birth of your daughter I was going to just touch on that and just see you know your world must be sort of turned upside down but must be strange as well being in a lockdown as well like how much has it changed your life so far then Oh my gosh, it's when people say it's life changing, like they're not lying. But um, I do feel like last year, I guess, in the lockdown, well, in the first one or two or however many lockdowns we had, um, it was probably a better thing to just be at home and also have my partner at home and just get our heads around it and get into gear. And I mean, normally I'd be traveling quite a lot as well Mm. with my job, and it just gave us an opportunity to well to be at home but also I felt like I wasn't missing out too much on you know what was going on in the outside world because everyone else was at home too which you know might have been a bit of a selfish thought on my part but it did really help me kind of feel like we were all at home together and at the same time like just get to grips with the fact that you know I was about to give birth to a human and (laughs) it was during a time where it was so uncertain what it still is I guess but um yeah I definitely think there's been pros and cons to being pregnant and having a baby during lockdown it was difficult not having my partner come to any of the appointments though that felt really unfair like him not coming he didn't even see the first scan he didn't until actually I was in labour and in hospital. He hadn't even stepped foot inside the hospital or felt like he was part of the process. Oh, no, bless him. But, um, but yeah, it was it was magical in the end. Oh, my gosh, birth is hard, let me tell you. But um, it was magical, and I do feel like... I mean, I'm over it now. I really want to see family, and I want my family to be able to meet her and see her, you know, she's growing every day. Mm. It's quite emotional, but... Um, yeah it's just that this is kind of our challenge I know everyone's facing their own personal challenges during like the lockdown but um yeah it was kind of better to be pregnant during the lockdown having a baby during these times you just kind of want to get out the house and see family and see people and introduce her to the world but yeah FaceTime and Zoom are our best friends I guess (laughs) I know it's hard isn't it but imagine when they do get to meet her finally how amazing that'll be and she will have grown so much by then won't she it's mad Oh, she was a little baby so like she's I mean she's two months old and she was weighed the other day she's nearly 10 pounds and I can't believe people actually give birth to babies that are 10 pounds <laughs> but she was a little diddy six pounder so she's um she's smaller than 
than you know the the average size but at the same time like she's gonna be big by the time they see her luckily my mum's in my little childcare bubble so she's obsessed with her granddaughter oh, and she's just like yeah she's actually around this week helping me out and um i'm sure she's playing with her downstairs right now actually <laughs> oh good old mum you gotta have them around haven't you, good you old can. Mom, absolutely. <laughs> um i've seen as well that um some people might have been worried i saw that you posted that you might stop doing you know your makeup and music stuff once you became a mum and you've said you're determined i need to show everyone you can kind of do it all you want to live out your passions and set a great example you know for your daughter um i'm i'm guessing now that i've spoken to you you're clearly a very determined person so i have a feeling you'll have no problem pulling this off oh my goodness no i definitely um I definitely want to continue what I love doing. Um, I got so many questions. People are like, oh, you won't have time to put makeup on when you have a baby, or I guess you won't be songwriting anymore once you're a full-time mum. And um, at one point, I have to admit, I got sucked into this mentality thinking oh, it's all going to be over. Like all of my passions that I've worked so hard for, of course I'd sacrifice the world for my little girl, but you know, you still want to fulfill your dreams for yourself as well. And I just thought, is it really going to be impossible? And I snapped out of that as soon as she was born, really. And I thought it gave me even more of a motivation to show her that I still can kind of fulfill what I feel like my purpose is in my creative, like passions in music and makeup and artistry. And, um, you know, motherhood, it, it does, it is time consuming. It is a full-time job, but I think when you love something enough, you do just make it work. You find time having a good support network. Obviously I feel blessed with having my partner and my mum helping me from home as well. So I don't take that uh, for granted for a second, but um, yeah. And having an amazing management team as well, helping me kind of juggle things um, has been a blessing too. And yeah, it's kind of all fell into place with the music and makeup. And I think people online, I don't know if they've been surprised, but they've definitely been inspired by the fact that I've managed to, I guess, juggle and, and balance balance out my mum duties with my passions in in the creative fields as well i don't want anything to stop me <laughs> no definitely um, and why should you, you know you get in, you're at home at the moment you're in this kind of unique situation i suppose aren't you where True. no True. one's going out anywhere you can do some of your stuff from home can't you whether it's your beauty content or your music stuff so you know why not and you know even if you take the foot off the gas a little bit you know you can always give yeah. yourself a break can't you your daughter's only would you say two months old yeah to, to be fair she she's a <laughs> as good as gold she's only a little thing she sleeps Aww. a lot at the moment I think once she's running around maybe it'll be a different story and mm. I'll find it a bit more of a challenge but um she is really good and I, I do feel lucky to be able to still um you know have the time from home as well to like delegate to different different things be it music and she loves it when I'm singing or songwriting or doing makeup she she watches sometimes in amazement loves it finds it quite entertaining I think I was doing a TikTok the other day with um my partner and she was just watching and laughing we were doing this um you know the bus it challenge where you kind of you do a glow up and drop it down yeah. and do a bit of twerk and she was laughing her head off and it was making us laugh so you know <laughs> 
it's kind of two birds and one stone social media and baby entertainer <laughs> yeah exactly as long as she's entertained that's all good exactly. and um <laughs> just for a bit of background um, before we get onto your music stuff of course um so how did you first get into the beauty influencer industry and how have you built up your brand to have such a huge following well oh my gosh um I was always doing music and um throughout like the years of exploring different paths in music be it musical theater or songwriting joining bands all sorts of different um things throughout my teenage years especially I was always the one that people would come to to do their makeup for the show there'd be like a line of of people like throughout the shows that I've done and the performances and the different theater um jobs I've had and all of the cast would be lining up to get their makeup done by me for the show. And um, so that was kind of where my, um, yeah, my love for beauty started along with my mum being, um, she was a makeup artist and taught me the ropes from a young age and just kind of continued on from, from there really when I got into more of like the creative um, avenues, like in, in theatre and music. And then when I found my first manager, I was going back and forth between LA writing um writing for you know my music career my singles and um along that journey I'd do shows and people would always say your makeup is so creative like what what have you used and when Instagram started to become a little bit more well I saw that people were sharing um sharing blogs I didn't really know what blogging meant but you know doing blogs that linked back to Instagram and their um tutorials or different looks and artist inspired makeup looks or celebrity inspired from the Kardashians to Rihanna um and I thought you know what for each show that I do I'm gonna create my look and upload it to Instagram and let people know what makeup I've used on that post and it kind of spiraled from there really I started doing tutorials um you know get the looks and things like that and it went from just doing it for um my shows or the looks I've created for different performances to just kind of creating celebrity inspired or starting new makeup trends um I wore a lot of wigs as well and people always thought I was dyeing my hair because wigs weren't as not accessible but maybe known or accepted in Mm. in life I guess back then like I think it's about six years ago people would be shocked if I wore a wig out in public but now I feel like it's it's just the normal thing just like hair extensions wigs are just as acceptable and um people were baffled by the fact that I was changing up my hair so much by means of like these wigs that looked so natural so it grew from there really because I was trying out trends that I guess people were curious about but a little bit skeptical and too afraid to try them for themselves and when I made it look so well people say that I made it look easy enough for them to try it too and it was featured on um different articles as well every time I tried a crazy trend Mm -hmm. such as I don't know um there was a lip plumper challenge that went around and there's also clown contouring and I did my butterfly contour version it went viral on the daily mail just things like that and um that's kind of how I grew my following in the beauty um in the beauty scene and it was just kind of my side hustle or just side kind of hobby really I didn't even know that it could be a job Mm. um but it ended up turning into a job that I 
that I, you know, still love to this day and gave me the means to be able to be flexible in the studio. So I was obviously doing my Instagram jobs and doing beauty and then being able to um, earn money so I could still be flexible and travel back and forth to LA with music and be in London in studio days and everything like that. So it was unlikely that it would turn into what it has, but I'm so grateful. Um, and it just goes to show how crazy social media is and how much of an opportunity it can give artists these days. No, things have just changed so much, haven't they? I mean, when you were doing it as your sort of side hustle, as you called it, did you have um, a full-time job at the time that you were doing? To be honest, I've never had... Well, when I say normal, I don't really know what is normal nowadays, but I've never had a nine to five mm-hmm. solid job. Um, from from a young age, I always knew that I wanted to perform. So I knew that I just wanted to turn my hobbies into a career, even if it was just something I enjoyed on the side. So when I graduated from musical theatre college, I started going to auditions and did a lot of work in the promotional industry but um I I was employed by different agencies and always did did different campaigns so I've worked for PlayStation but I was like working on a tour going around to different festivals on their their SingStar campaign so I was kind of partnering both like performance with random promo jobs for like PlayStation (laughs) um and then I think another job I had I mean I've had lots of different campaigns but I went around the country um, working for Stella Artois, but I had to take on the role of this actress, Annabelle, that would turn up to pubs and pretend I was like the the, the head and um, creative at Stella Artois that was teaching the <laughs> teaching these <laughs> pub managers how to pour a pint, and I'd never done one poured one in my life, but I had to blag it and just <laughs> I was always performing in somewhere or another with these jobs that I had with um, within the promo realm and performance industry. So when I was doing you know the makeup and and obviously pairing that with the music, it was it was always a random job that I'd have in between. It was never really a full-time nine-to-five. Um, it was just a different thing every week. I do love change, Alice, I have to say. So I yep. feel like that was the right kind of job for me at the time. And it was always a stepping stone to know that eventually music is my end goal. So if I'm just doing these jobs in between and they're quite fun, um, that's a bonus um if I'm earning money to be able to just fund being able to fulfill my dream if possible Mm. and um obviously you've said um you know music is a big passion of yours and despite your massive success in the beauty industry and influencing and everything that's your real passion isn't it yeah absolutely I mean music is just music is in my blood I just feel like from such a young age I went from Um, writing poems when I was like seven, eight, nine, to then turning my poems into songs. And and then by the time I was 13, I was writing songs all the time, even though I didn't really know I was a songwriter. I just thought I was singing melodies to my poems. (laughs) Um, And then when I I got to theatre college, um, I was always the one that was going off script and doing all the ad libs to the songs. They're like, no, you have to sing this straight as it is on the score. (laughs) And I just realised that I was meant to be a music artist rather than the other characters in in theatre, I guess. And, And yeah, it's just always been music. So 
even in the beauty realm, pairing pairing kind of music with the beauty has been a real passion that I've, well, I'm still trying to kind of connect the dots now. And it's really all starting to make sense back when I released my debut single, um, being asked to perform at huge beauty conferences or being the face of Maybelline and the voice writing a song for the advert. It just, it was incredible connecting the dots in, in that way. And in a way that I never really imagined, but I knew that I knew that it made sense. Yeah. And um, when you first sort of announced to your following, I guess, that you were going to do music stuff whenever that was, were they surprised? Or did you always say, you know, on your Instagram, etc., that you loved music and were going to do something one day? Yeah, a lot of people were surprised. Um, uh, Like when you have a real core, like, fan base so like there's always a portion that are really a loyal following and they watch absolutely everything they were they knew that I wanted to pursue music so I'd be singing on my stories or I would have shared a little cover and a clip on one of my Instagram posts um so there was a fair amount of people that weren't surprised they were like finally you're you're kind of putting your music out there that you've spoken about but then people that had just been kind of paying attention to the beauty they suddenly had their ears pricked up and were like, oh, wow. I mean, even to this day when I shared the other day, I was, um, I guess you gain followers daily from different places that don't necessarily know you or your story. Um, People still to this day say, I didn't know you could sing. (laughs) And it was quite nice (laughs) to see that. And also it's nice to see the tables turn, whereas now I'm seeing people come from Spotify and that have found me as a new artist saying, I didn't realise you do beauty. Uh And that's actually even more amazing to me because it's almost like that, that is what I'm aiming for now to almost people to find me through my music as well as um, knowing my story behind the scenes. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Different audiences. So um, so is, yeah. it, is it hard to make the switch from a beauty influencer to being an artist? Have you found that? Um, I would say it's a challenge, definitely. But I I feel so grateful that I have actually built up you know, such a a loyal fan base within the beauty community because they are very supportive. And I feel like if you love beauty, you do love music anyway. So it does make sense. But no, it it is difficult. I think a few years ago, I was advised not to start a blog or start putting out tutorials online if I wanted to be taken seriously in the music realm. Um, And I did think, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Will I never get signed? Will management never take me seriously? Will producers not want to work with me if I'm putting out makeup tutorials? And as I said, I was strongly advised against it because I wouldn't be taken seriously. Um, However, now I feel like, again, the tables have turned where music artists are actually partnering with these influencers online and partnering with us, um, you know, YouTubers to to give their music exposure because they mm-hmm. obviously know that we do have a great influence and our our followers are really interested in music. So I feel like now, Alice, it is easier to make the transition, even though it's still not easy. It's definitely um, become just more acceptable, I guess. And I think it also depends on how much, how much of a real artist you are as well, because music was always my first passion I am a songwriter I write my songs and it's always been my goal whereas I do feel like some 
um, influencers just try it out. Maybe they've got a, a following in fashion or in beauty and they just want to try out mm. being a music artist. Um, maybe that will have like different results. I don't know. I know that a lot of people, I mean, KSI is an amazing example. He's been a gamer for years and now he's a successful music artist, top mm -hmm. of the charts. And it's incredible to see. And, you know, I, I really am like, I'm cheering on anyone that, that tries it and um, I hope that everyone succeeds in whatever they want to do. But I think it's it's still a challenge, but it's become easier now. And I'm just so glad that we're breaking the boundaries of just doing one thing and feeling like scared that we're not going to be taken seriously if we fulfill other passions of ours as well mm -hmm. and um what about the kind of musics you're into what were you into when you were growing up and how about now what's influencing you now oh that is that is the question when I was growing up um my mum was always listening to Prince and um, Mariah Carey my grandma was obsessed with Mar um, Mariah Carey mm -hmm. and Whitney Houston and always used to get me to learn the lyrics to all of their songs Michael Jackson like all of the soul all of the kind of soul and power house voices um, were yeah they were the artists that really inspired me growing up Gwen Stefani as well when it c came to um, her quirky style I definitely took a lot of that on into my like artist project and now it is definitely I mean it's so diverse from listening to I mean I love Sia as a songwriter and as well she's part of different bands as well she's even part part of a group with Diplo and I love Diplo who's an mm -hmm. amazing DJ that inspires me because again he's so diverse in the way that he um is part of lots of different bands and projects and you know introduces country into his electronic music and it's just so cool um mm. rihanna is probably one of my biggest inspirations the way that she is an artist in the, in the music industry but not only that she's turned her hand to beauty and she's taken over the world with fenty so that has been amazing to see and also makes me feel like I need to do that. I, I'm inspired by that. I want to follow in her footsteps. And of course, I adore her music as well. Um, but yeah, my music library is is quite diverse these days, mm -hmm. I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds it. A lot of influences going on there. But that's nice, isn't it? A nice mix. Yeah. Um, and last year, as well, I saw, so you released the single Not Playing last year, didn't you? And that gives some sort of insight into balancing, as you've sort of touched on earlier, actually, being a strong businesswoman and a woman that your social media followers can relate to, of course. So um, the main message is all about female empowerment and all of that side of things. So is that something that's at the core of everything that you do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. I mean, not playing was really important to me because, as you say, it's... in. In these times, I do get a lot of people say, oh, you're never going to be taken seriously even as a businesswoman if I wear makeup. Um, and people question, because I have created a few businesses um, aside from my even my beauty, and people say, oh, do, do you actually get taken seriously when you turn up to your business meetings in a pink wig? And I'm like, well, why shouldn't I? It's just part of my personality it's part of my mm -hmm. what I want to look like that should be nothing to do with um how seriously I'm taken in the business um area and also in the music industry as well it's like I don't want to feel like I have to just 
be so refined and be boxed into just this this prim and proper either businesswoman or the ideal person that's like a beauty guru or the ideal music artist that doesn't that's not a, a blogger at the same time it's like no I feel like these are my passions why can't I do it all and that was what the song was about and of course women empowerment and it's just a real girl boss anthem really and of course that's inspired by the female empowerment music that I listened to growing up as well um from Mariah to Christina Aguilera everything like that so yeah um it's definitely it's definitely all about how we can do it all, you know, don't feel ashamed to, to wear makeup, be glam, go and party and do business at the same time. <laughs> yeah, why the hell not? You can do all of them, can't you? Yeah, I mean, we can try. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm not going to let anyone tell me that I'm not going to at least give it my best shot. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and your track, um, A Little More, so that reached the top 40 in the UK iTunes chart and top 15 in the iTunes UK pop chart. So that's really promising as well. So that's a bit more of a vulnerable song, isn't it, when compared to, say, Not Playing. So what was the inspiration behind that song? Well, when I released a little more, I really wanted to kind of, I wanted my debut single to one show that I'm a songwriter and I'm a singer and um, I wanted it to really have, well, portray the meaning behind it that we, self-love is just so important. I got sucked into Instagram in my early years of, of being, I guess, an influencer, whatever we call it now, um, and comparing myself. And I realised that everyone was doing the same thing. And I just felt like I wanted to remind everyone that we've got to give ourselves a bit more credit. We've got to give ourselves a bit more love and recognise our worth. Um, And, yeah, it was a bit more vulnerable. And it it was about having faith in yourself, loving yourself and... um, and really kind of living your life and, and your true true self really without without any apologies. And um, I felt like a ballad to show off my voice and to really put soul behind the song was important for me and for the actual message and the feeling of the song to, to get across to people as well. But I'm so proud of that. And yeah, I'm really proud that it reached the top 40 and, it was definitely um, a song that kind of pricked people's ears up and made them feel, it's a feel good song as well. When I sing it, well, when I was singing it at gigs, oh, when can we have our gigs back? I know, I know. <laughs> um, but when I was performing it, it always went down so well and um, people were singing it back to me and it's just incredible to to know that the message is really spreading far and wide, yeah. Mm. So you're definitely missing performing live then, yeah? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's so sad. Oh, but it has, I mean, I guess last year it was, we were experimenting a little bit more with online performances and getting motivated with all these new lockdown ideas and ways to connect. I'm a bit over it now, but I feel like um, it's still amazing to connect online. Um, but I just, I'm just wanting to see people face to face and finally perform again. The dream is to get to get to Coachella 2022, 2023, any year I'll take it and to perform to people all over the world, really. Mm. Finally tour again. That's what I'd love to do. <laughs> I know. Fingers crossed, eh? Because it's just yeah. uh, it's no end in sight at the moment, is there? So everyone's hoping for the live events industry to just get back on its feet, aren't they? 
yeah, I've got hope though, Alice. I definitely feel like, you know, it's going to come round quickly and before we know it, we'll be back with beer spilling all over us in the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst other things, but yeah, good times. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> um, so your new single is Boys Do Cry, which I know you're really excited about releasing. So this is not, this is about not being afraid to break down your barriers, show your emotions and, you know, just feeling what you're allowed to feel. And that goes obviously for boys as well, because as we know, there's a bit of a stigma with boys and men and mental health and everything. So um, what, um, tell us just about the inspiration behind this track and why it's so important to talk about mental health and express how we really feel. Yeah, I mean, that is exactly it. There, There is a stigma around, especially men, boys, not talking about their mental health. And and although I kind of use that as the angle, it does it does go for anyone with pride, anyone that doesn't necessarily talk about their emotions. I have to admit, I've, I've kind of uh, held, held my pride a lot before in the past and it's not been healthy and it comes from a place of, you know, we have to talk and feel our emotions to actually heal. And from personal experiences as well, I just felt compelled to really get this message out and in, in a way that felt, that felt vulnerable but also I don't want to say light-hearted but it is a song that feels positive at the same time yeah, yeah. because it, it's reassuring us all that you know boys do cry I cry everyone can cry let it all out especially after the year that we've had I feel like it's important more than ever to really talk to each other talk about our feelings and relationships just fail if we don't communicate um and you know from personal experiences as well I felt like I really wanted to to kind of write and sing about this subject and I felt like if if I if I needed to talk about it and raise awareness to it then perhaps other people are feeling the same and oh my goodness the amount of messages I've had and no one's even heard the song yet (laughs) the amount of people that have said this message behind this song is just what I need right now and it just makes me so excited for people to listen to it and to not feel alone ultimately. Mm. So are you sort of nervous for fans to hear it or just mainly excited to spread that message that they're not alone? Oh, both. I'm always nervous before a release, um, <laughs> especially when when it's been a while since I've um, released anything. And obviously a lot's happened in between that time. So I'm excited and nervous. But um, ultimately, I just I just can't wait for people to, to see people's reactions, to see people singing along to it and um, to hopefully make it feel better make people feel good um which is always the aim when it comes to music i'm sure every music artist just wants their music to make people feel absolutely brilliant (laughs) and that's what i can't wait to to see because when i received messages saying that you know your music saved me this year it got me out of a dark place it's oh i just can't even describe that feeling when i receive those messages it's like it it's like i've succeeded I I could you know I'm happy I feel like that is the the main aim of anything out of anything is to just touch people and to make them feel good um so yeah I'm nervous and excited but um ultimately it's just getting that message out there and seeing people feel good 
yeah, singing along, good. dancing along to yeah. it. Yeah, oh yeah. And it must be strange as well, because obviously as an artist, you'll work on your song, you know, you'll write it, you'll record it, do all that side of things, and then up to a point, you put it out there, and maybe you, it's, I don't know if it's true, but is it hard to you comprehend maybe that there's people out there that will actually listen to it in the end, and it's out of your hands? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess it goes back to my point where, uh, I've been so used to people kind of following me on Instagram and me telling them about my other creative passions to seeing people now find me on on Spotify or hear me in a shop, you know, where my song is playing and they Shazam it or something like that. Like that to me is is mind-blowing now. So you're so right. Like it's it's crazy to think that people are discovering my music like before they discover me and it's it is out of my hands for the world to to have to do what they want with my music <laughs> yeah absolutely um, yeah but it's incredible it's it's exactly why I love doing what I do <laughs> yeah you can really tell you can really hear that it comes across um so will you so will you carry on doing you know and providing your beauty content as well as work on your music um or we combine the projects or what's going to go on now then oh my gosh I'll never stop um doing what I love in in the beauty industry whether that's tutorials or at least telling people what makeup I'm wearing or working alongside beauty brands. Um, my dream is to, like I said uh, before, like for, to, to connect the dots, which is definitely, um, which is definitely quite unique because I don't know too many beauty influencers or bloggers um, or artists that have turned um, their beauty into kind of, a joint music and beauty venture um but for me that is something i i would love to do and i look up to artists such as rihanna or even rita aura you know she's she's a music artist but she's she's the face of a bit huge beauty brand mm-hmm. she's got a fashion line out with um you know with adidas and she she can she can obviously do both at the same time. So I feel like, um, yeah, I'll never stop doing beauty. If anything, it's just having the privilege and the honor to work with beauty brands, but to incorporate music or vice versa. Um, you know, when I, when I went on tour with Harvey, um, not last year, was it the year before all the years are merging into one now. Um, you know, my tour was sponsored by Urban Decay and getting glam wearing all of their makeup for each show was just such an amazing feeling knowing that I was representing not only one of my passions in beauty, but then performing as well and connecting both together and showing people again how it started, like going back to basics, showing people my looks for the shows. I'm never going to stop that. So, um, yeah, it's it's only going to continue and to get bigger in both areas, hopefully. Mm, definitely <laughs> sounds like you've got a plan. So um, what about no. musical plans for the rest of this year? Are you working on anything else? Are you going to carry on writing? What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll never stop writing, although it's become a little bit more difficult not being able to get to the studios as regularly. Um, I've actually got, I'm desperate to release a couple more songs that I I keep putting forward to the management team. I'm like, these ones, please can this song come next? Because I've written so many songs and you never stop really. But um, I've got a couple of tracks that I've been desperate to put out. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that in a, well, 
in the near future after this release I will have a follow-up um I don't want to leave it too long I want to keep um getting my music out there getting my messages and obviously singing my stories to everyone um and yeah I've got a few lined up that I'm hoping will be released this year so okay. um, yeah <laughs> so I'm excited about that as well okay we're intrigued you're keeping us in suspense I like it okay then Cece um all right I think I'm gonna let you go back to your lovely baby and your lovely mum now so I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on the Headliner Radio podcast today oh my gosh Alice thank you so much for having me it's been it's been a delightful first podcast I have to say (laughs) oh I'm glad you're very welcome it's been wicked thank you so much for having me that's all right anytime um you have a great day then and uh well we'll keep an eye on your instagram i guess and see what you're up to next oh brilliant fab well i look forward to catching up with you soon alice awesome all right have a great day then see you later bye bye headliner radio supporting the creative community